Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gumbelson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-hosts, Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. Welcome to PCP Pop Culture. All right, y'all, let's get ready to feast on some pop culture. Happy Thanksgiving. It's so exciting. I'm going to eat my face off this week. Oh. I am. I'm going to eat a lot. That is actually a great segue into our first topic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I guess we just get right into it then. Let's pop off this pop culture with a bang or... I don't know. That's I guess we'll begin closest to home. Murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Closest to your home, by the way. Yeah. 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 No carving knives for Sam Haskell Jr. this Thanksgiving. Because if you guys haven't seen, the, uh, the son of a uh, former William Morris, as they call, power agent, um, may have allegedly has been charged in the murder and hacking deaths of his wife and in-laws yeah. right here in the valley, Tarzana. Every, you know what? I, when as soon as I saw the story, I knew t- Tarzana did not surprise me to see it took place in Tarzana. It was like, of course, it took place in Tarzana. Always Tarzana. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah he, Always Tarzana. The uh, it's a it's a mess. It's a messy story. Uh, it's a nice house, yeah. I have to say. I have two friends who live in right in his neighborhood. Those, it's not. I'm assuming. So I did some background digging on him. I can't. I'll save a few fun facts for one in a bit. Make you wait. No, but um, it's a nice neighborhood. I can't find a real traceable, profitable job for him. So I'm assuming mm. his parents. Uh, paid for it. it's like uh, a, you know a million. It's like a two million dollar house. Uh, he has. I think he, the Lord paid for that house. He has a pop culture fashion <laughs> blog. Okay, Tragic Streets. He's that's a money maker. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I haven't looked it up because I don't want to. Because he's a he's a he's he's a serial killer. Not and I don't know if that by definition is a serial killer. But yes, he's been charged with the deaths. Um, he may have or may not have dismembered the bodies. Um. He was caught because, as all as most criminals, uh, he's an idiot. Uh, the the police like so they only they didn't find they they found pieces. God, it sounds so awful to talk about this. Like the oh. bag. So basically, he uh, the story is he that he killed his in laws and his wife and then uh, dismembered them and then he sort of got caught because he tried to hire day laborers which if you don't live in Los Angeles, you don't really see it in other cities as much, but Los Angeles, you know, you can, you can hire guys for, you know, various jobs, moving things, uh, stuff in, stuff in your yard, carrying heavy things. You, you know, they, usually you can find guys at like Home Depot and things like that, like outside and you can just hire them hourly, daily, whatever for, for just tasks like that. Like, cause generally you can find guys with trucks and things like that. So this Sam Haskell found a couple guys, um, they hired for the day to come in their truck and pick up some trash bags that he had uh, in his driveway. There were three bags and uh, the guys noticed that the bags were 
very heavy. So Sam told them that the bags were full of rocks. But then the three gentlemen who were who he hired were like, this is awfully squishy and soft and heavy. This this doesn't feel like rocks. So they put him in the truck, drove like two blocks, and one of them was like, let's we need to see what's in this bag. Body parts. They were body parts. So they turned around and just yeah. dropped the bags right back off in his driveway and went straight to the police. Uh, mm. As one would. Uh, but then the next day, he was seen driving in his Tesla. He drove out to beautiful Encino. Well, because the cops went there, but the bags were gone. Yes, yes, yes. By the time they got there. And nobody was answering the doors, so they didn't, and they didn't do anything. Because, oh... There's a bag of body parts at a house. Let's not open. Let's not like try to like yeah. make sure we find out what's going on. Maybe that you know what I was wondering if the cops didn't take it too seriously at the time because it was like Halloween weekend, and I wonder if that's like the perfect time. I don't think they took it too seriously at the time because it was from day laborers. Could, Let me be honest be with too. you right here. Yeah, but also it was Halloween weekend, so maybe they were like. Uh, yeah, the, that's a point too. I'll give that thirty percent credit, he, <laughs> but my seventy percent goes with racism. So, so yeah, he was seen the next day um, at a dumpster in Encino, which is I don't know, like what five miles away. Um, and uh, no, not even. Is like it even? Three, oh, okay. Two, it's one neighborhood over. And he dumped one of the bags into the said dumpster, and it was discovered by a homeless person who was just looking through the dumpster, saw it, and also contacted the police. And they think that the the, the bag in question was the wife. They said there's no remnants, there's no evidence. They they don't know if where the parents, the in laws, there's no trace of them. And the police have flat out said, "Oh, we'll probably never find them." They they said as soon as as soon as a bag like this makes it to a landfill it's gone forever we'll never find it so basically this guy yeah. almost got away with the perfect crime but again the, he's been charged with the murder all three even of the parents who yeah haven't been all three found. and and there was yeah. blood there was blood and things found in his house that would let you know a crime mm-hmm. was committed so they're not just guessing that the mm-hmm. parents you know but it's you know, and you're getting the the thing you always see, where now the neighbors are a lot of the neighbors and people who knew him are coming out and saying, you know, what he was, he was kind of awkward and quiet. Um, that's usually almost always the case. And he collected crossbows and samurai swords. Well, well, that seems like a red flag. Yeah, n- <laughs> never date a man or marry a man who, because uh, yeah. that just makes me think of uh, Game of Thrones and um, who is that crazy prince, Joffrey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes me think of Joffrey. Yeah. I'm sorry, men who like who like samurai swords and crossbows and hatchets and stuff like that. Nah, they're going to murder you, or they like murdering things. So the next yeah. one's going to be you. But the reason that this story though caught such major headlines is that his father is, is was a big figure in the industry. So the murder, alleged murder, is Sam Haskell Jr. Jr. No, meaning the his father is Sam Haskell. Yeah, oh, you, I love no, that. He's the fourth. Yeah, that. No, it's, it's the fourth. Now. Yeah, I've I've seen it reported as like it's third and fourth, but some people are saying junior and senior, and third and fourth is not junior and senior. But it, yeah, nope. it's father son, and they all have the same name. And yeah, and so his father uh, Sam Haskell is a uh, he's retired from William Morris, but he was one of the big heads of TV 
as an agent at William Morris, rep some big names. And so he's being painted almost so his son now is being painted almost in this kind of Menendez brothers, Nepo baby light because of that. And so the, the cool, the cool thing, the interesting thing about his family though, is what stood out with them in Hollywood is that they were him, his parents who raised him in a, big house in Encino. um, They are very conservative, very evangelical, and they're known for their wholesome religious family life. The the parents who raise the uh, butcher, the butcher of Tarzana. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This good Christian, evangelical Christian Hollywood family raised a a mass murderer basically though the father is is uh he has he's had some scandal himself like he like you said he was a big time agent at william morris he had uh, george clooney Whoopi goldberg he had ray romano like huge huge clientele oddly enough uh prince edward um king charles's youngest brother i don't know why he had representation through william morris but who knows but uh the father <laughs> sam haskell uh third the third the father was also the CEO of Miss America, the Miss America pageant. And he resigned in disgrace in 2017 because of a big email. I don't know if you remember. I actually remember this happening, but I didn't place the name until I read about it. He had to step down as a CEO of Miss America for over a huge email scandal where all the board members and executives were caught basically making fun of the contestants, their looks, their, their weight, their sex lives, like these horribly crass emails so that this that takes a new level to this Christian evangelica thing. So he he had to step down from Miss America. The COO also had to step down. Like it was a big thing, and that was this same man. Mm-hmm. I love so something I could tell you about because I I asked around. I got really excited. I had never heard of this Sam Haskell. That's not real. And he he really worked a lot in the nineties, eighties, nineties, early two thousands. Um, but I do have friends who are agents, managers in that field and stuff. And they said he's a big name. He is. He um he wasn't the way the way the media paints him, it was like he ran a studio, like he was Aaron Spelling or Louis B. He wasn't that big. But in the field of agents and management and that kind of thing, he was a very important name. And the way you got to into doing business with him was to basically you had to please his you, not please you had to suck up to his wife. His wife called all the shots, and his wife was really she actually his wife would make an excellent real housewife. Now that I think about it, <laughs> she was a former Miss line. Mississippi. She's a studio. Mm. She's an, a Hollywood wife who fashioned herself to be this mar this. Christian, charitable martyr. And if you wanted to do business with him, you kind of had to like suck it up and go to one of his wife's luncheons where she was being honored for her charitable work at like a homeless mission or a church thing and just talk constantly about how amazing Mary is. Oh, isn't she the sweetest? Aren't they the best family? Mm -hmm. And if you got on her good side, he'd do business with you. So she was very real housewife. She's a Southern pageant woman. And it, yeah. I have a question and I don't know if you know the answer, but I wonder if they were friends with 
Michael Hammer and his wife, you know, Army Hammer's dad. Very similar. She was a, very yeah they were like because his his wife was from texas and was like an evangelical christian and mm-hmm. michael became kind of born again through her and 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 all that stuff and so i wonder if they kind of ran in similar circles and knew each other yeah it'd be interesting to find it like, that would That's be really interesting point. to find out because <laughs> they do a lot of those people um in hollywood the ones who consider themselves like they they stood out from the rest as being very very like i said evangelical which isn't that common in, in la in general but in that business it's not so they do kind of stick together um, you know, I mean, like, there's a network of people. There are religious people in Hollywood. There are plenty of Christians, there's plenty of Jews, uh, and but yeah. like, but evangelicals are different. That's a small. There's yeah, not many evangelical a, Christians. You know, yeah, like yeah, Catholics, that's what I mean. Christians, it's not that Christian. yeah, yeah. It's, it's that they're evangelicals. Like very like something you'd find in a small southern town, mm-hmm. not yeah. Encino or Beverly Hills, and no. so. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? I got sidetracked because that's a really good point. We need to find out about the hammers and the Haskells now. Yeah, um, that's our that's our homework. And they both raise stellar sons. I mean, both of them <laughs> just have children who the, the who thing, are the, the thing, thing for cutting people up. The thing that's the saddest about all this, besides the violent murder of three people, is the um. The, how Dolly Parton, I don't know if like if you followed how Dolly Parton fits into this family. Like, mm-hmm. She has a decades-long working relationship with this family. Like Sam Haskell was her agent, yeah. and now he's the president of Magnolia mm-hmm. Hill Productions, which does all of Dolly's ho- holiday specials and you know Christmas special. I, every special that Dolly Parton does is Sam Haskell still is producing, which leads me to believe they have a very, I would assume, good working relationship, but it's a long working relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Dolly, I feel like Dolly's a good, um, you know, she can has a good knowledge of character. Um, she mm. probably saw this Sam Haskell grow up because, you know, he's only 35, so he's younger than us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now I feel like Dolly's going to get roped into this somehow. And she's, no, don't do that. She, she deserves better. Nobody's, well, nobody's going to touch did. Dolly. As I did get a little excited. So he's 35, so he's a couple of years younger than me. He grew up in the Valley. As like, I don't think I know anyone who knew him. Like, you know, it seems like he's a little dysfunctional. I liked to party back in the day. So I was like, maybe, but I, I found his Instagram. <laughs> I found his Instagram. And um, we do have a friend in common. I've spoken about her before on this podcast. So see, um, Sam Haskell Jr., the the murderer, alleged, his Instagram's all these little, like, indie videos he's produced, like short movies, um, music. He had a thing for Asian girls, I can tell you. all Almost every video I had on there is some kind of, like, OnlyFans promo style with Japanese models. But he also did an indie movie about rich kids in the Valley, like, um, like drug, drug kids in private schools, all that. And I was watching the shorts and I guess who plays the mom 
guess who plays the mom in one of in this indie movie about rich kids in the valley? Tori Spelling. Dolly Parton. Brandy Glanville. Oh. <gasps> oh my God. I was watching and I was like, I was like, I've never seen this movie before. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, rewind, rewind, rewind. I don't, they're not like friends, but she played the mom in like a small role in this indie movie was trying to get off the ground. So, oh my God. And then I looked, I even looked it up. The movie didn't even rate an IMDb. I even looked it up, but it, uh, <laughs> like it didn't, it's not even credited. It's not an, it doesn't even have IMDb credit, but that sweet, that sweet angel's face. I was like, no. Small world. <laughs> That's so small. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oof. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to throw her What's in the mix, next? but I just couldn't believe it when I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> what what other what other light family yeah, friendly on tales a lighter note history can we tell today? Uh, On a lighter Diddy's- note, Cassie just got a ton of money. We think because <laughs> we suspect. Yes, the did, this. It's been a whirlwind couple of days for this uh, Diddy. Uh, was served, you know, served with a lawsuit a few days ago from Cassie. His, um, if you're not familiar with her, she's a singer. Was signed to Bad Boy Records. She dated. She and Diddy dated on and off for like. 12 years 13 years i think Mm -hmm. from like 2005 to 2018 and she just filed a lawsuit accusing him of horrible things um like some of the she accused him of raping her in 2018 as they were breaking up like she said that like at a dinner where he she was trying to break up with him he raped her after dinner at her at her home um she accuses him of, of over the entire length of the relationship, physical and emotional abuse, including beatings and stompings. Uh, she, yeah, that word. Yeah, whoa. stompings. I mean, be, I mean, beating is bad enough, but just the, the stomping, you just you have a visceral feeling about that. Um, then there's also accusations of human trafficking because evidently Diddy's kink was to make Cassie sleep with male prostitutes that he would then film and watch him like watch later. Um, and he did this in multiple cities across state lines, which is why she's, which is why Cassie's like th- brought in human trafficking into the fold. Uh, and then the yeah, strangest, the strangest accusation is that she accuses Diddy of blowing up Kid Cudi's car, the rapper Kid Cudi mm-hmm. uh, in 2012, uh, because uh According to Cassie, Diddy, they, Diddy and Cassie dated on and off for 13 years. So there were times they were dating other people. There were times they were together. And she dated Kid Cudi in like 2011. And Diddy was so jealous about it. He said that he was going to blow up Kid Cudi's car. And she didn't really think anything of it. And then the following year, his car literally blew up in his own driveway. He wasn't hurt. Nobody was hurt. But basically, Cassie's like, yep, he followed through on that one. Ah, uh, like a year later. Like a year so later. this wasn't a fit of rage. No, no, it was. A, he held on yeah, to this. Yeah, and then uh, wow. she, Cassie's getting a, a. She has an ally in a in a strange place you wouldn't think of. Uh, Arby O'Day is um 
has put her foot in oh. because Aubrey O'Day actually basically mm-hmm. Aubrey O'Day came into this saying, I've been trying to tell you all. She actually, that was her quote. She's mm-hmm. been, I've been trying to tell you all because famously uh, was in Danity Kane, mm-hmm. a Diddy band from, I think it was like making the band two or three. Um, mm-hmm. And she's been accusing Diddy of awful things for years, like physical, mm-hmm. not physical abuse, emotional abuse. She accused him of making like sexual advances. He doesn't, ac- she doesn't accuse him of, of actually you know, assaulting her, but advances that she had to rebuff. Um, she says that d- basically Diddy would not give Danity Kane any of their publishing rights unless they all signed NDAs. And she said she refused to do that. So that's why she, but, but nobody believed her. Like Aubrey O'Day has been saying this for years and nobody believed her. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, I hadn't, I had not even heard the name Aubrey O'Day in quite some time before actually reading this, but now she's been vindicated. You know, now she's like, I've been vindicated and she has. Even Suge Knight, Suge Knight's weighed in from prison. Uh, he's, you know, Suge Knight, head of, <laughs> former head of Death Row Records. That guy has a stellar reputation. He does. He does. Yeah, he's in prison. He's a great character He's witness. in prison for 28 years for voluntary manslaughter right now. But he, you know, mm-hmm. he famously in the 90s, uh, it was Bad Boy versus East Coast, West Coast, Bad Boy versus Death Row. So he has thoughts on Diddy. And evidently he has a podcast from prison, which... I mean, you what? joke everybody has a podcast, but when when murders on in prison have a podcast, he has one called Collect Call. I don't even know how he records it, but I'm fascinated by it. He said he will- Do you a collect call? He, probably. <laughs> I guess that's probably the joke. Uh, he, he said that he will speak on it shortly. It will be his next episode coming out. So I'm very curious his thoughts on the matter. Um, but the whole point Guys, of all of this- the guest. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, the whole point of all of this is that there were Diddy's people came out and denied it immediately, of course, and they accused her of doing this all as a shakedown. They, they're saying behind the scenes that she said she was going to release all of this info in a tell-all book if he didn't pay her $30 million. And that's just coming from Diddy. That's, that was not reported like as a fact. That's just Diddy saying that. But now, lo and behold, this thing was filed like on Wednesday, and by Friday, it mysteriously had been amicably, they, both sides said amicably resolved. So there was some sort of money settlement, nobody knows what, but people are like, well, it could be in the neighborhood of $30 million, since that was the rumor to begin with. I mean, obviously, Diddy, Diddy's close to billionaire status, so that's not a lot for him. Yeah. That was, it's funny you said 30 million because in my head all day, I've been playing a guessing game. They had to have settled. He had to have paid her off. I mean, it's that one day, that quick turnaround. And and if we were going, if we were going to play a guessing game on here, I would, I didn't know about that 30 million. My guess was going to be 25 mil, just a quick, clean 25 mil, and she dropped everything. And so, no, that it's funny that he threw out – that's very close. Yeah, so, yeah. like, we're playing the prices yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. You're, good. You're I, good. I did pretty well with that. I was guessing 25. Because it's obviously worth it. The fact that he would settle so quickly means – to me, it means there's some um, honesty – in the allegation, in her allegation. The attorneys already, you know, immediately said like, just because we're settling, it's not admission of guilt. We're just settling because it's, it's, you know, they're doing the same thing you always say, but to settle that fast, like it was two days. Yeah. And, and the crazy, the, settle, yeah. the settlement was, was so- like, oh crap. The settlement was so fast that she's already lost Aubrey O'Day. Now Aubrey O'Day's pissed. Like now she's mm-hmm. like, wait, you settled already? Maybe she, Aubrey actually came out and said, maybe Cassie wasn't it for the money. Like, why did you settle after two days? That's insane. So who, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but and and did um, Aubrey and, think she was going? This is going to be some like movement. I think she did, like uh, yeah, like, like a Diddy Two kind of movement, and they would join forces. Diddy Two. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I, but I understand her, her feeling of like being vindicated, especially if, if Dana D. Kane doesn't have publishing rights because they were being sexually harassed and she wouldn't sign an NDA mm. so that she could at least talk about being sexually harassed by, by Diddy. Like I would be really fucking bitter. I would be bitter. And it, and if somebody finally came forward who had, who had receipts and had had more power perhaps to like, to like come out and say that. And then settled after a couple of days. Like I can understand settling because it is, mm-hmm. it's an inc- incredibly messy process for both sides to go yeah. through period. But yeah, but to settle after a couple of days, maybe not let any more like stories slip out or whatever, you know, to like get a ball rolling in some, ha- some way. Like I completely understand why Aubrey O'Day would be um, pissed. And I'm very shocked yeah. that I am uh, agreeing with Aubrey O'Day for, I'm not agreeing <laughs> in that I, that I'm, I'm thinking that Cassie was in it for the money. I, I don't want to think that. So I'm not, you know, I just, but I can see being pissed. I I, I absolutely understand that. The other issue I was thinking about with people saying this, um, you know, like she settled so quickly is that this was a civil lawsuit and not a prosecution, a criminal case. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is the end game is in a civil case is a financial settlement. If they hit that that quickly, he must have made it worth. First of all, her case had to have been extremely strong, and it he had to have made it worth it to her. That's why I was like probably like twenty five mil or something. Um, so at the end of all this, the only the only real way to settle was financially. So she got it in two days. I mean, it leaves us with a lot of questions, but I also think there are a lot of implied answers there. But I do think that it still does open the door more for for mm-hmm. people like Aubrey O'Day or for other people who maybe who have been perhaps hurt by Diddy and haven't come forward or said anything. And that maybe they'll be like, well, fuck money, whatever. I'm okay money-wise. Let's let's get this shit out there now or whatever. But I don't know. Mm. Well, the the one the one that made that I thought of immediately, especially after not necessarily the abuse stuff, but the the kink, like the you know what kinks or kinks, whatever. But may, yeah, I it seems like he made Cassie sleep with these prostitutes so he could film it. Yeah. So clearly that's a kink he's into. What do you think he asked J Lo to do? Because that's a couple a lot of people forget about is J-Lo and Diddy. Mm-hmm. 99 to I, 01. This is 99 yeah. to, in 1999 J-Lo is not the mega star that is now J-Lo. She was, she was a star. She was a star. She was up oh, and coming back She was up then. and coming. Exactly. She was up and coming. She wasn't J-Lo. Rem- yeah. And one of the things I remember hearing from the Cassie suit is that he would make her carry a gun, mm-hmm. make her carry guns and like guns in her purse and stuff. And remember how basically one of the one of the final straws for basically the final straw for JLo, like she broke up with Diddy soon after that mm-hmm. whole shooting thing that happened yeah. with Diddy. He mm-hmm. had a gun on him and it was in that lobby and they, they had to go to court and all that stuff. And she was there like, like, I think. That made me think of it because I was like, "I'm wonder what if he made her carry guns or like all that stuff." Jayla was arrested. 
Like there was there were yeah. varying reports on because for gun possession, the gun was in their car, so the police couldn't really say mm-hmm. whose it was because it was in J Lo and and Diddy were in the same car w- with this gun, and there were different reports on how long J Lo was actually in custody. The drops, the charges were dropped on her pretty fast, but like some people said she was in jail, like she mm-hmm. she was in there for like 14, 15 hours, which is that's a long time. But again, like this is J-Lo up and coming J-Lo. So he had a lot of power over her. So who knows what kind of shit he asked her to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, now she, now she's a powerhouse. I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah. it took me a second to process because we think of J-Lo as like, you know, a powerhouse, but she was up and coming then. And he, there, he was the one with the power. He, she he was just Jenny from the block back relation. then. I'm sorry. The, 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 <laughs> yeah. inf, the infamous Versace dress at the Grammys at that time, she was like J-Lo's or yeah. sorry, Diddy's girlfriend, even though she was a known star, she is not what she is now. Yeah. And you know, Something else that did launch, it was 1999, and it, a little random, but it did help, and I'll always remember, it helped launch uh, luxury SUVs. That moment put the Lincoln Navigator on the map. I'm not joking. It was, they were in a Lincoln Navigator, and the Navigator was the first of those luxury SUVs, and it changed the auto industry as we know it no, today. I'm sure, th- I'm sure the, the Lincoln folks had uh, mixed feelings about that. They're like, Oh, good. Oh, good. Like, <laughs> no, Oh, good. But, I mean, but it, oh, became, no. it became part of pop culture. Yeah. It mm. became the Lincoln navigator, the Escalade. And now it's like a whole industry and SUVs outsell um, sedan. So it really did put Lincoln owes him. <laughs> Lincoln doesn't owe him anything. I'm joking. The Escalade was already going off because I just played um, Lil Kim in class today. Um, fuck, what's the name of the song? Because my, my edible's hitting. <laughs> That's why I can't there remember the go. name of the there song. You go. But um, in, in, in it, it's a song from 2003 because at the end they say 2003. But she goes, uh, you know, Escalade 23 inch rims. And so, but that's 2003. So the Escalade was no, already there. The so the J-Lo Diddy thing was 1999. There you go. You're right. Okay. 1999. See my edibles hitting. That's there why I can't yeah. keep the timeline going. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm very bad with lots of things. The jump off. That's the song. Sorry. To- I just had to get it right. <laughs> the mm-hmm. jump off. If you guys don't know that little Kim song, it's mwah. When it comes to other people's shiny objects, I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of another lawsuit brewing involving a turn of the millennium, 90s, early 2000s rapper, Will Smith. In the news again. Yeah, there are um, new accusations out about Will Smith um, from a man named Brother Bilal who claims that he's a former friend assistant of Will Smith's, but though nobody seems to be able to verify that. Uh, but he went on a podcast called Unwind with Tasha Kay, and he basically said that he witnessed with his own eyes uh, Will Smith having sex with another man. That man is uh, Dwayne Martin, another actor who uh, was recently divorced from Tisha Campbell. Um, and yeah, Brother Bilal says he... Oh. W- yeah, that, yeah. Like, she was Tisha Campbell... Martin. Um, he 
she, he claims that he walked into Dwayne Martin's dressing room and saw the two of them engaged in a coitus or um, in his own words, he said that Dwayne was standing <laughs> over Will Smith, killing him, murdering him. It was murder <gasps> in there. So he's describing it very um, vividly. Uh, and uh, I yeah. declare, yeah, yeah. Well. Do, you, do you need your fainting couch? <laughs> And uh, I think of I course, uh, I'm on my fainting couch. Let me faint for a minute. Will, oh. Of course, Will Smith has uh, denied this. And Dwayne Martin has said he's not even going to give it the time of day to deny it. And Jada, Jada's come out and say she's ready to sue. Um, you know, there there have been gay rumors have dogged him forever. Like both of them. Like that was always the, like yeah. the stories I heard for years was not, was that Jada and, and Will had an open marriage. Like I didn't know they were actually separated like they claim yeah. now, but the story was always they had an open marriage and that they were both, if not gay, at least bi. And I think Jada's admitted as much. Jada said that, she, I believe yeah. so, that mm -hmm. she's been like with yeah. women. But the Will thing was just always a rumor. So that's why this got people's attention. They were like, oh, there's actual, I mean, it's, you know, it's not, it's not actual evidence. It's a guy saying it. And we don't even know who this guy is. And frankly, the the podcast he did it on. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tasha Kay. She is um, she's a bit of an agitator. Like she's a she's a blogger. Um, she gets she, into a lot of trouble. She owes Cardi B four million dollars. Yeah, she in a defamation. She gets in a ton of trouble. Lawsuit. She yes, she got sued by Cardi B a couple years ago because she says she accused Cardi B of being a former prostitute. Uh, you know, Cardi, Cardi has always acknowledged that she was a former stripper. Like that's part of her whole mystique. Yeah. But Tasha was saying, no, she was a prostitute. And Cardi sued her, won, and got a $3.4 million judgment that Tasha Kay has not paid because she doesn't have that money. And the, the weird thing about all this is that Cardi B even said recently, she's like, I'm just going to let it go. Like she actually said in the press, I'm not going to, I'm not going to follow that 4 million. I don't really care. But now, now Cardi B is so pissed about these Will Smith allegations that she actually said, she's like, no, I'm going for the money now. So Tasha K just fucked Damn herself it. royally. And Tasha K is also being sued by R. <laughs> R. Kelly, who again, not, not exactly somebody I care about, but, um, Evidently, she leaked information of R. Kelly's like private information, and he's suing her from prison. So this Tasha K, she 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 likes the attention, and she likes to do like outlandish things. She's corrupt, but she's not pretty like us. Yes, no. if you if yes. you want just random allegations thrown out there, tune into uh, no. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? Why I think you know it's like Will is kind of keeping quiet. Dwayne's kind of keeping quiet. It's Jada they caught on the street. Yeah, and as she's getting into the car, she yells out to the photographer, "We're suing." And I'm like, after all she spilled on her book tour, every right? humiliating, yeah. unnecessary detail, she's just mad because she didn't put this in her book and review and release it on The View or whatever mm. talk show she was on at the moment. I think she's just jealous. It was, it's, I, I love so. that. I love that version of it. I just go. I, just like, go, I thought we. Were, I, was I saving... thought we were done outing people. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like publicly. Like I kind of thought we were we were done doing that to people. I mean, it's just. I wish. It's distasteful. Like who the if you just mm. you know I, I whatever one day one day one day it'll just be like I caught Will cheating on Jada. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't matter who the fuck it was with. Mm. It was just that he was cheating on Jada. You know, or he thought he was that she was he was cheating on Jada, but he wasn't. 
But also, if it was that long ago, I don't even know if they were together yet. There was never a year given to this because Dwayne Martin and Will Smith have been like friends for decades. So no, like yeah. this brother Bilal didn't say like, oh, it was such and such year. So we don't know when exactly this happened. Was it in a green room? I, I mean, it was it, it in a dressing, it was a dressing room. room. I, a dressing I understood room. it as being in a dressing room. Yeah, yeah, it was in a dressing room. So maybe room. we could do um, IMDb, IMDb overlaps. When they said it was Dwayne Martin's dressing room, not Will's, so that might we might be able to limit it a little bit because I Dwayne hasn't done that much. Um, but yeah, if this if Tasha K really wanted to be, get like under Jada's skin she should have done this podcast like a month ago right before jada's book come out came out because that would have tanked everything as it is now jada's just pissed because her she's she's losing some of the you know the news cycle but like a month before that would have destroyed her book because people be like wait there's tawdry stuff that jada's not talking about we want to hear that Well, speaking of tawdry stuff that people don't want others talking about, that is the gift of PCP on this Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I think shit. we want people to talk about it, don't we? No, no, the people we talk about don't want us oh. talking about that. Oh, that's the general consensus. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the general <laughs> feedback we get when they listen. So, we are so grateful for you and uh, to show... I don't know what, just the baseline here is rate, subscribe, review, and follow the Pretty Corrupt Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And of course, depending on what order you listen these to in, we are two episodes now. So make sure to check out PCP Bravo Breakdown if you haven't already. Enjoy your carbs. We'll be back next week to share our Olympic updates. Fingers crossed. Mm. Yeah. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.